Are you ready to take action to attain the lifestyle of your dreams? It's a great way to make a lot of money fast, fast, fast. What's up, Clever Investors? Welcome back to the Clever Investor Show. I'm your lucky host, Cody Sperber, the OG Clever Investor. And today in Clever Investor Studios, we got somebody who had a guest appearance in Andy Elliott's episode real fast. I threw you in there just to say hello real quick. And I, and I said, I want you back on the podcast because not only is your story uh, dynamic and crazy, you know, but also I think there's a lot of impact that you are making and will be making in a lot of my listeners live. So back in the studio now for his first official time here being a full-fledged guest, we got Aaron Williamson on the show with oh, us yeah. right now. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. From, from, uh, from Marine Corps to Hollywood to now uh, helping a lot of entrepreneurs get their shit together. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about. Yep, we do. A lot. Yes, a lot. And and by the way, on your way in here, I said to myself, and if you're not watching this, you might want to pop over to my YouTube channel just to see him. He's a specimen of a man. He's got muscles on muscles, <laughs> which I didn't know was possible. But now my uh, I got I to gotta go hit the gym. As soon as we're done with this shit, I'm going to go hit the gym. Well, if you want to go, I'll go with you. I've heard bad <laughs> things about you, dude. I heard you black out. Like you go dark. <laughs> dark, yeah. I call it deep water. What do I, do I want to go in the deep water with you? I don't think so. There, there are levels to health and fitness. How, how far do you want to take it? It's level five, level 10. I say deep water. Think about being in the deepest water you can be in, trying to stay afloat in, in a very painful way. Or you just, you just go to the gym just to destroy yourself. It's about, it, it's about creating, creating a, a different mental growth as, far, as well as physical growth. But you have to bring your mind to a place where uh, you have to embrace pain in a very different way. Let's unpack that because look, I've been on this fitness journey for the last couple of years. It's been fun to really like for the first time, see my body shift. A um, lot of things go into that, making that happen, especially now that I'm 45 years old. Um, but before we get into the fitness stuff, which is your unique specialty, I want to talk a little bit about your journey and your story that got you here because um, it is really dynamic. You've been through a whole lot. So first off, you are a veteran. Thank you for serving. Um, I was in the Navy. I was your taxi cab driver on the on the ocean. All the badass Marines would pile on the ships and we would drive you to wherever you wanted us to go. <laughs> and along the way, you would harass us because we were all much, much weaker than you, apparently. I love it. Well, That's what we were told by you guys anyway. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I enjoyed sharing that story with you, by the way. That you're this whole, I didn't know you were Navy on the last time we were on. And just talking about the story you tell, like that's a typical story where the Marines are, you know, we're, we're jarheads. We, uh, we, we have a meathead mentality sometimes. Well, well, you know, there, I got actually got into a fight with a bunch of Marines, and I learned very quickly that that is a bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, all around, and they're they're much strong, much tougher <laughs> and stronger than you think they are. Um, okay, so let's back up a little bit. Born in Florida, Daytona Beach. Um, how did you end up in Hollywood? Coming from Florida, because it's it's is quite a journey to go from one side of the country to the other, and I know you've had some some major breakdowns along along that path. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> to kind of fast track what that looks like from, from Florida to Hollywood. Growing up, I was the asshole kid, the kid you didn't want your kid hanging out with. Um, divorced parents, no direction, didn't have any role models, no respect for authority, did what I wanted, overdosed in seventh grade, almost died on cocaine and speed, 
in down, seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah. When uh, when you when you when you fall into the wrong crowd, bad shit happens, and that's exactly what happened to me. I was hanging I was hanging around the guys who sold drugs, were on house arrest. You know, I, I was bullied while I, my parents were getting divorced. It just really affected me. I got depressed, and I think there was a lot of a lot of people who just kind of honed in on that and took advantage of it. And then when I started fighting back, I landed in the wrong crowd. And that's mm-hmm. what led me down that path. So around that 10th grade year, I realized that I needed to do something with my life because I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't going anywhere. And that's when I decided to, uh, I was going to join the Marine Corps. The be- In my mind, the best of the best. And uh, And then when I told people, no one believed me that I was going to be able to do it. So it gave me more motivation to actually do it. I started going to the uh, recruiting events and training with a bunch of the poolies and, and just getting ready for boot camp. And then when I when I got to Paris Island, I was on the Yellow Footprints. I knew I was in the right place. As uncomfortable as it was, it created uh, this level of uh, awareness to all the things that were inside me that I never knew existed. Leadership, camaraderie, discipline, commitment, courage, belief, all of it. And uh, I had an amazing Marine Corps career, which, which, you know, brought me to a place where I was ready for the real world, but I wasn't because my mind was a little bit broken having been overseas for so long. Where were you stationed? You were... So I was, uh, I was Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, infantryman, um, had some special duties, Marine Corps body bearers and, uh, and personal security up at the Pentagon in DC. When I got out... Um, I went over and did four more years of, uh, or four years of contracting work in Iraq, pretty much straight through for four years. I'm, I might've been home maybe a total of a month. Mm. Um, so that's a lot of time to be in one, one spot. Wow. I, I didn't know you did that. Um, were you always like a tough guy? I don't know. I, I, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. were you always big and kind of tough or? When I graduated boot camp, I was 160. I'm 6'3", so I was pretty frail. Okay. Um, when I got to the body bearer section in the Marine Corps, which was in 2000, I was 185, 190 because I had started lifting in the fleet. And that's where I fell in love with fitness and wanted to be a bodybuilder. So that was my my mindset. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an IFBB pro. So getting to the body bearer section, I'm the smallest one by far. Little story though, um, when I had it, what, you have to do a strength test to become a body bearer. You have to uh, you know, meet certain strength requirements. And when I went into the gym for the first time to do that, uh, one of the Marines had a uh, pack of toothpicks and he threw them at me and told me to go find my legs. So from that day forward, I've had this crazy obsession with training my legs because it's just- That's lit. why your muscles have muscles. I understand <laughs> this. Like, yeah. they, they psychologically punked you and you're like, fuck yeah. you guys. This, yeah. is ne- this is not going to happen. I mean, I still, I can Is still- this why you and Andy wear such tight shorts just to show everybody <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is up nowadays? You're like, ain't nobody going to throw two picks at me ever again. Yeah. Well, it, it just feels good. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm working hard for this. Why do I want to hide it? I need some shorter shorts, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of ways, like a lot of things I could say right there. I'm moving on. So, so you, you're, you're in the Marine Corps, you're now, and you were over in Iraq. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in Iraq for contracting work? Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah. Um, t- yeah, well, to a certain degree I am, it's a part of the war you don't really hear about. It's all the, uh, it's the identity management portion of, of the war. So it's the biometrics, the, the, the fingerprints, the iris scans, the, the biographical data, um, you know, we would lift 
latent fingerprints off of IEDs, bombs, and, and then we'd go catch the guys who did it. Most people don't realize when you, when, when you're messing around with something, just because it explodes doesn't mean your fingerprints aren't still on it. We can still pull your fingerprints off of uh, exploded ordnance. Yeah. I mean, I built my bombs with gloves on. Yeah. So I well, should be good. Well, I'm sure some of them do now, but, uh, but, but this is, this is, we had massive impact in an area that most people don't hear about um, because of the classification of it. It's really smart that, that we were doing that though. That's good. I'm glad that guys like you were over there. Unwind, like you guys were like uh, uh, detectives. Yeah. We, we caught, we caught some bad dudes. Okay. Really bad dudes. I love that. Yeah. And then, and then once people started realizing who we were, we became a massive target. Oh, that's gotta be a weird feeling. Weird. Yeah. The, I mean, I was lucky uh, when I was in the military, it was um, the only thing that happened was Desert Fox happened, which was like a little precursor to Desert Storm. De no, after, after Desert Storm. Um, Desert Fox was like a flare up where we fired some missiles into Iraq. And then um, they bombed the coal. I remember when that happened and I was in the military because they bombed one of our ships. I was at, I was at that uh, ceremony at uh, Arlington for those. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy time. But they flew, I, I, we were over in the Persian Gulf doing five knot circles and firing Tomahawk missiles into Iraq at that time for the little Desert Fox thing. And um, they called me up and said, hey, Sperber, we're pulling you off the ship. And so they actually flew me to Jabal Ali and then Bahrain. And then I went to Iraq and then I went to um, uh, back to the U.S. And I remember walking around in Maybe it was either Jabali or Bahrain or somewhere in just the stations and all the people with the machine guns and like the bob wire and like the dirt. And it was like, just like what you would see in the movies. Like it was very like deserty war torn. And I remember thinking to myself, thank God I'm not in the Marine Corps. <laughs> thank God I'm not out there on the front lines in the army or something like that. Like I was very happy to be on a ship in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Cause that's, a, it's scary. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> Not only that, but for the Marine Corps, we always get the hand-me-downs. So we get, we get the, uh, once it's gone through everyone's hands, then we finally get it. So then it's like, wow, we get this. Meanwhile, everyone else has, has all the newest shit out there. So you learn, this is where the improvise, adapt, and overcome is a, a very important point to what you just said. Like we're, we're, what we're able to do with very minimal equipment in the most austere environment, I think is pretty, uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, hoorah. All right. So how did you, you come out of that and you, what, go up to Hollywood and you're like, I'm going to be one of the greatest trainers in Hollywood. <laughs> Send your celebrities my way. H how did you break into that business? Funny enough, I never, Hollywood wasn't even a blip on my radar. There was never any desire to be a part of it. Um, when, when I left Iraq, I took a leap of faith to move to New Orleans for some contract work uh, with Marine Forces North. The the component command for the Marine Corps under U.S. Northcom, and unfortunately, the plan didn't really materialize the way I had thought it was. In my, in my mind, this plan was incredible to transition, but they cut some of the funding. Um, things got drawn out, and next thing I know, the position wasn't really there for me to dive into it and start my real transition back into civilian life. So, what happened was. I lost everything I had. Um, I had to file for bankruptcy. I was living out of my car. 
And I was trying to figure out like, okay, I did all this amazing shit in the Marine Corps. Uh, how, how am I homeless in my car right now? Like I, I can't make sense out of it. So, you know, I was trying to find work to no avail. Um, and I had some people encourage me to do what I was good at and what I love, which was fitness. Most people don't realize fitness is a, a really personal thing to me. I never wanted to share it with anybody. Um, and out of desperation, I decided to do it instead of going back overseas. So I got certified as a personal trainer, found this 24-hour gym in Uptown New Orleans and started training people. And then within you know, just a few months, Zach Efron walked in the gym. He was doing a, a movie about a Marine Iraq veteran. Mm. So we just clicked. Um, they brought me to set. The director and producer wanted me to tech advise him, teach him how to be a Marine how to talk like a Marine, how to walk like a Marine. If a Marine was in these situations, how would he react? That was my job with Zach. He had a trainer at the time. Um, when he left before production ended, Zach and I trained. He fell in love with my training style. And then all the way up until Baywatch, we pretty much trained together, even, even if it was long distance remote. But uh, I realized at the time that there was something there. I, I could create something that I didn't know existed because uh, there were more films and TV shows being shot in Louisiana than anywhere else in the world. This is why I say it's the destiny thing. So I met some people on the set. They would send me these production reports every time they got updated. So every time a new production came into town, they would send me the new report. I'd go hit the office. I had flyers made. I was giving out free training sessions. I wanted everybody to know who I was. So I call it guerrilla warfare. I was just literally in these offices every week. And I became the go-to guy. Within a few more months, I was training The Rock and Stallone. And Zach was back in town for another movie. And it was just off to the races. Why, what, what about New Orleans? Is there like a bunch of movie production things there? that? Um, it was the tax credit. So if you, ever, if you ah. ever see Hollywood, they'll always be where the best tax incentive is. So in Louisiana at the time, it was the best. And then what happened was they kept threatening to uh, put a cap on it. So as soon as they did, they went to Atlanta. Atlanta was ready for it. And almost overnight, I mean, productions were literally just opening offices in New Orleans. They shut it down and moved to Atlanta that quick. That's how... So because of probably what, Katrina, they brought all these tax credits in to rejuvenate New Orleans? Probably. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. That sounds about right. And then they moved it to Atlanta. That's... Yeah, and wow. it's always it's always floating around too, like North Carolina, New Mexico. I mean, I think from what I understand, there's one being slowly implemented here in Arizona, which I pray it, that happens because uh -huh. we'll be able to replicate what we did in New Orleans. That's cool. All right, so now you're being introduced. Are you nerding out? Are you like starstruck when The Rock is hanging out? Or are you just like, yo, he's one of the one of the one of the clients? Let's go whip yeah. ass. It's it's really cool, but uh, I'm not a I'm not a celebrity guy. I'm not a starstruck guy. Um, it, it, it being face to face, um, having them ask you questions about what I'm going to do to help them was a little bit surreal. But at the end of the day, this is what I'm good at. So I was just in my comfort zone. And the thing I, th I think what made me more successful is the fact that I didn't get starstruck, that I don't care about what movie they're filming or what they're going to film after, what they filmed before. I'm there because I was hired to do a job. You want to transform your, you need to look like a certain character. And, uh, and that's what we're going to do, especially the rock and those guys who were 
in that same mindset where they like to train in the dirty gyms. They like to go to that place where it's fucking painful as hell. And they like to just go to a place where normal people don't like to go. Mm. Well, since you brought that up, what, what does that look like? Right? Like, how do you get yourself in a mindset? Most people go to the gym, they put on their, you know, fancy sneakers and their nice, cute gym clothes. If you're a chick and if you're a dude and you're just throwing on whatever, but like, I look around the gym, I maybe one out of every hundred are like getting it, mm-hmm. like just like getting it. Everybody else is just kind of going through these motions. Yeah. What's different about like what you're talking about? Um, it's, I think it's more about approaching training very intentionally. If, if you're going to spend time, if you're going to carve time out of the day to go in there, why would you go in there to just mindlessly move weights? day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, it looked no different. Um, so for me, going into the gym is, a, is really about creating change physically, but also tapping into a level of mental growth that I think is hard to do in any other way because it, it revolves around pain. Most people, when, you're, when you get under heavy weight, uh, if people even get under heavyweight, when once you have the the weight of it and you're feeling it, it can be a fucking fearful thing. Like it, it's, you can get hurt. I mean, shit. If you do it the wrong way, you can die. You can pass out. You can faint. I like to push those boundaries. I like I like to push the limits of my clients to where those are in the realm of possibilities. But if you do it the right way, you'll you'll be in the realm that you need to be in. But if you ask any 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 serious seasoned gym goer, um, why they go to the gym or what they get out of it, m- most of the time they'll tell you that it's it's more mental than it is physical. And that, that's what it is for me is I like going in and pushing myself to a place where I'm doing things that not many other people are willing to do. Um, I would say can't, but everyone can do it. It's just a matter of getting your mind to a place where you you let yourself explore these these uh these limits that you have but if you don't push yourself to them you never know what you know what they look like so most people just go in there and they don't follow any routine they have a they have a body part they want to train and they just kind of mindlessly move weight i talk about the anatomy of a rep um contraction you know you got the the eccentric the concentric the contraction you know the bottom of a rep maybe pausing getting full extension but if you can really think about a rep as being an actual, there's actual structure to it, your whole change or your whole training will will change in a way that uh, it'll be impossible for your body not to respond. And that's what I like to teach my clients how to do. Go in there, embrace the pain, do the things that most people aren't willing to do, create that mental growth. And what's going to happen is you'll be able to achieve in 90 days what most people can't achieve in one to two years just by being intentional about going in there. Yeah, I got to step my game up there for sure. You know, it is it in, this is just me being kind of selfish, trying to pick your brain. Um, do you feel like working with a partner is much better than on your own so you can get to failure? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because a lot of times, like if I, I know if you're standing over top of me saying, do it again, do it again, do it again. I'm going to keep oh, yeah. pushing until I fail. I won't well, do that on my own. Well, up until I moved to Vegas in 2020, January of 2020, 
I had pretty much been training on my own because in my mind, I'm like, I just, this is my sanctuary. It's my time. I just want to be alone. I want to get in the gym when I want to get into. I want to stay for as long as I want. If I switch up the routine mid midstream, I want to do it and not have to answer questions about why I'm doing it. Um, <clears throat> when I moved to Vegas in 2020, I started training with a good friend of mine. His name is Stan Efferding. Um, if, if you don't know who he is, check him out. He's the world's strongest IFBB pro. He has many, many uh, records that he's set. But uh, we uh, we just clicked in, in a way that a lot of people don't because like I'm out of three years, three and a half years almost training together. I was never late for one session. Matter of fact, I was always there at least 10 to 15 minutes early. And that's just the Marine. Um, but what I, what I realized was how, how it made me remember like when I was a body bearer training with the caskets and the weights, always with the team. Um, just having someone there next to you sometimes is all you need to push out two, three, four more reps to add on 10, 20, 30 more pounds. It's just that, that aspect of having someone stand next to you. And then for me having stand there, cause he was, you know, bigger than life and, wouldn't let me stop and forcing me to do heavier weight and forcing me to go into these forced reps and forcing me to do all the things that really hurt. My body started growing again. And, and it was, uh, so anyway, so it was like kind of stagnant and now you're breaking the tissue down so much that it forced growth. 100%. That's so true in life. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that because I think that's the full circle of this conversation. So, so you're, you're, you're in Hollywood or in the Hollywood scene, you're you're now training all these celebrities. How are you sitting in front of me here today? How'd you end up with Andy Elliott? You know, because you were such a crazy journey. You were you were doing that. How come you're not just yeah. doing that? Well, it got even it got even more intense because I started getting into acting and stunts, which again, mind blown. Uh, when I when I was training with The Rock and Stallone, these guys, uh, it, it brought a lot of notoriety to me which brought in directors and producers. I became kind of the, everyone wanted to train with me. And the directors and producers are the ones who call the shots on, on film, on productions, right? Uh, if they want someone, they'll hire you. And they started to tell me to think about getting in front of the camera, to get an acting coach, to do some stunt training, to start thinking about things outside of uh, just training because of, in their words, my look and my presence. So, I got an acting coach. Uh, the therapy of it was incredible, right? So again, a lot of people don't realize up to this point, I was dealing with some pretty pretty heavy demons in my mind just from all the shit I had been through. And uh, I had no real outlet besides the gym. So I got into acting now and I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool because now like I've got, an act, I've got an acting coach. At the very beginning, him and I almost fought because I'm like, you keep fucking bring me down this hole talking to me like that. We're going to have a serious problem. But I realized kind of like boot camp, right? Break you down, build you back up. Yeah. Um, embrace vulnerability because that's going to get you down to your baseline so that you can embrace these other characters. And what ended up happening was now I'm using all these, these repressed emotions that have been buried for so long. I'm able to actually do something with them. So the therapy of it was incredible. Started doing the stunt training, learning my limit limitations and capabilities and uh, it brought me into a whole new world. So 2015, I moved to LA, signed on with bigger reps. Everything was going amazing. I was traveling. I was on big productions and 
2020 was mapped out to be my biggest year mm. acting wise. Oh no. So I, I couldn't You're just breaking through. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me. Finally, I'm, I was like, dude, this is, this is incredible. Cause I was finishing uh, two, uh, two productions in new Orleans at the end of 2019. And I'm talking to the producer and he's like, why are you still in LA? He's it's a good point. Cause I don't need to be there like auditions or <clears throat> a lot of it can be done remotely. I, I can be in Vegas. Vegas is like an athlete's paradise to me, by the way. So, you know, so I moved, I, I came back from there, moved, moved to Vegas in January. And then, uh, I was supposed to head to Boston for my next project in March. I was mapped out for all the way through 2020 for the first time ever. And then March rolled around mm. three weeks before I was supposed to fly out. What, what, what's this COVID thing? Yeah. My producer was like, Hey, it looks like we're, we're, uh, production's going to get delayed by a couple weeks. And then the following week he was like, well, we're shutting down the production office for now. And the third week, the industry was completely shut down. Mm. And it made me realize all the work that I had been doing was reliant on Hollywood. I had no depth outside of it. So I, I had a lot of self-reflection. I, I had a lot of uh, work to do to figure out, all right, well, I don't ever want to be in this position ever again. So how do I get out of it? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the gold mine that I'm sitting on and I'm going to launch my own fitness business. So I launched Aaron Williamson Fitness, my online coaching, and boom, off to the races. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think you could have timed it any better for something like that. That was a smart move because yeah. everybody was looking for online something, especially yep. what do I do in my house? If, I'm, yeah. if I can't go to a gym, what do I do? Yeah. And go online. So you were kind of right there at the right time. And blessings and lessons out of all those breakdowns, there's always something beautiful that comes out of it. Yeah. So, um, and just to kind of tie a nice pretty bow on this evolution, how'd you get with Andy? Um, so what the way this happened was in, in, uh, let me just backtrack this really quick here. In uh, November, 2022, I got treated for, uh, post-traumatic stress through the stellar ganglion block treatment, SGB. Um, it's, you have a block of nerves on the left and right side of your neck in the C4. They inject you with uh, some anesthetic and it opens up this pathway, which basically takes you from sympathetic back to parasympathetic, which is essentially, you know, when you're stuck in that fight or flight, it's why okay. you fall into all these issues. So I had, uh, when they, when they went into the first side of my neck, the, the release that I had across my whole body, I compare it to if you've ever had something that's been uh, 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 vacuum sealed. It's so tight and compressed and you open it up and it's like you can just hear the air come out. You can see it filling back out. That sensation went across my whole body. And it was like this involuntary uh, hmm. emotional response where I just started crying. Um, but the next day, it just felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. I was thinking so clearly. And I remember... Because I, uh, uh, I journal. From that point forward, I was like, I need to talk. I need to speak. I need to talk. I need to talk. I need to talk. I need to talk. And then, uh, so I kept. So I started reaching out to people to to maybe share my story, get on podcasts. I met a guy named uh, Renee Rodriguez in March of uh, of this year in uh, Louisiana. I, I opened an event speaking with him. Him and I hit it off. I started traveling with him. Um, he puts on these Amplify workshops. And the reason why I'm saying that is because he brought me to this closer event, which was actually in Las Vegas, which Andy and Brad were at. 
And uh, he brought me back. I met Andy. Andy and I talked for probably 30 minutes. And he said, hey, I want you to, uh, I want you to come out and, and see our place. So the next week I drove out. We had two days together. And uh, he was like, it's a done deal, dude. You're, you're, you're going to move here. Like, what do I need to do to make this happen? Literally within weeks, I moved, just dropped everything in Vegas and moved out there and started from scratch. I love that. Yeah. And, 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 and it was based on, there was not one signature on a piece of paper. There, it was based on him and I talking in a handshake, which in this day and age to do that, because he has like, he's bringing me into his world. I'm leaving everything to come like to do that on a handshake is pretty remarkable in this day and age. You know, I think uh, you got it too. But like, you know, one of the things I like most about Andy is when you meet him, he makes you feel like you're one of the most important people. Oh, yeah. And he looks you in the eyes and really zeroes in. Um, And he does a great job of closing and selling the dream. Like, this is what we're going to go do together. Let's go do it. Yeah. You know, and if you you can uh, recognize the opportunity in the platform, you could do some real damage together. One plus one equals 11. So many of our listeners reach out and they ask us how they can get involved in my actual real estate deals. Our investment firm specializes in finding deeply discounted properties, acquiring them, renovating, stabilizing both single family and multifamily properties all over the United States. That's why we're so excited to share with you clevercapitalfund.com. Now, if you have some investment capital and you want to deploy it and receive double digit returns back by real estate, then visit our website and see which fund is right for you. We have both equity funds and we have debt funds where you just get paid out every month like clockwork. All you got to do is visit www.clevercapitalfund.com today to learn more. In, yeah. in, in this world, it does. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. So so now that we caught up to speed of kind of how we got here, which by the way, I never even heard about that. What was the blockage called again? Stellate ganglion block. Yeah. SGB. And you literally just had this injection and it just released everything? That's crazy. Great, really crazy, yeah. You know, so many veterans, I have a, a whole bunch of friends that are veterans that were in the Marines and Army that were, that had to do some really horrible shit mm-hmm. that have extreme PTSD that are hooked on all kinds of fucked up stuff. Uh, and, you know, a lot of them are thankfully getting off a lot of that stuff, getting into breathwork therapy. You know, a couple of them even tried ayahuasca and other things. Yeah. I've never heard about this, but that's probably something that they probably have heard of that. Well, it's, uh, you know, you get the release here, like it's, it's a reset, but what you have to do is some follow on work. There's some therapy that you have to do because you have to break all those, those old habits, the, uh, you know, thinking of a certain way for so long, you have to talk, you have to talk through that so you can break all that, but you're more open to understanding how to do it rather than being in that state where you just, you can't even grasp the idea of changing because it's so uncomfortable. So let's talk about change. There's a lot of people out there floating through life right now. You know, there I I'm a big proponent of how important health and wealth in the correlation between the two being. If you want to be a superstar, um, you got to go upstream and you got to get your health on point. And for me, I'm on this mission right now to like f- just force everybody that is my business partner or that that is close in my inner circle, they got to get their health game on point. They just have to. If they want to hang out with me, they got to get their shit together. Even if I have to pay for it, like we're doing it. Yep. Um, what is your belief on why a bunch why people kind of roll through life as a bunch of beta pussies that don't ever amount to anything and they're always making excuses and blaming and never get their health game on point and 
eat themselves to death and, yeah. you know, use all these fucking vices that keep them numbed out instead of actually getting after it and like doing the hard work and transforming their lives. Yeah. It's, I, f- I feel like we're in a, we're in an age right now where we're chasing comfort and, uh, we always want everything to come easy and we want everything to taste good. We want everything to feel good, but where's, where's, where's the, uh, where's the stimulus for growth? Like where, where does, if, if you're not, if you're not putting yourself in positions that are uncomfortable, if you're not putting yourself into positions that are painful, if you're not doing things that, uh, go against the grain, like where, what do you expect is going to happen out of life? Because if you keep going down the path of comfort, that's what everyone's doing. Therefore, you just end up like everyone. Everyone is just the same. To your point, beta pussies, like every time something happens in society, we want to try and figure out a way to prevent it from happening again. But sometimes it's to the de- detriment of of actual like personal growth because you're preventing people from... Uh, you know, being put in a position where they they could potentially grow from something, but now something is banned. Anyway, I, I just I, I'm a I'm such an old school guy of of the mindset of uh, if it hurts, you should do it. If it doesn't taste good, it's probably good for you. And so, just having that complete opposite mentality today, I think creates a level of success that uh, most people can't comprehend. You know, we're we're being told to eat the most nonsensical shit. Like, what is this Lucky Charms being better than steak? Where I was just looking at this chart again <laughs> yesterday. I'm like, how does this, like, this is like. It's wild. Can someone really take this seriously? The prescription medications that you get on. You know, I got into the biohacking space pretty recently. And it allowed me to understand the human biology side of things much more deeply mm. than I ever knew. Because I've always been a transformation guy. And which has really been from a bodybuilding focus, right? And it's it's about meeting macros and it's about the exterior, the physical. But when I started to really understand the issues that happen, happen internally from the foods we're eating and the medications we're on, and then you look at inflammation and you look at elevated blood sugar and you look at all these things, and those are the drivers of chronic sickness and disease. Mm. So why would we not want to change that so that we can get it, go back to our baseline of being healthy and no longer needing the medications, no longer worrying about what runs in the family because it'll never present itself if you're taking care of your body. We, it's really mind-blowing to me that we can be so focused on everything else except for our health, like our cars, our, our, our houses, our, our jets, our boats, our, our food, our alcohol, our drugs, our this, our that, our women. But yet when it comes to the one thing that you should be cherishing the most— it's in the back seat or it's in the trunk. And then you want to open it up when it's too late and try and fix it. When, when you get the bad news. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, well, I mean, so many people walk around life allowing other people to steer their ship. We're, we're constantly being pulled in all these directions, having to go to your second cousin's wedding on the East Coast that you yeah. don't even know and you're paying all this money to travel because you feel obligated. It's like, you should feel obligated to take care of yourself. Yeah. It, and and I've been on this mission the last two years. Um, I'm glad you brought up biohacking. I, I, before we started this, I actually showed you my regimen today as of the filming of this podcast. So we had Dr. Dion here. He owns a company called Biohacks out of Miami. Um, he did all my blood work, like tons of tons of tests and, and blood work. I had to sit down with his doctor and they did full physicals, all that stuff. 
And uh, I'm starting biohacking. I don't, I don't know what that means yet, except for today I took my first round of 50 billion pills and I had to stab myself a couple of times with a few injections. And I actually was showing you my supplement schedule. What, what, what you really realize is it's just a bunch of vitamins, minerals, and supplements that your body is lacking. Yep. It's not, I mean, that's really, biohacking is, from my understanding as of right now, is just getting you back into like taking all the nasty shit that you shouldn't be putting in your body and getting it away from you and putting the stuff that your body needs and giving it to you. And I got to tell you, besides my ass hurting a little bit from stabbing myself five times with a needle, um, which is interesting because it's literally like three times a week. And you mentioned traveling. Yeah. I think that's going to be a pain in the ass because some of it needs to be refrigerated and like prepping. It's like a new prep. Yeah. It's like meal prepping, but I got to do it with my biohacking supplements. When it creates that, it creates that level of, all right, well, th this is, this is the lifestyle. This is the habit. I, so no matter what, I'm always going to prepare for it. If I'm traveling, if I'm, if I'm going to be gone from my, my house or my office for six hours, it's like, you can prepare for all this. You got to prepare. And so it's like a mindset shift of like, okay, I'm doing this. So I made the commitment. It's not cheap. You know, it's thousands of dollars a month. But the cost of getting that call one day because I didn't take my health seriously, it's like, I got money now. Why would I not spend a portion of my money on making my mechanics, my body, my biology, the best it possibly can be and putting the right fuel in my body? And... um yeah, it's funny because one of the things I'm taking now, I've never taken before, is NAD. Uh, Nicotinamide adenine dunucleotidetudes. Yeah. Pretty, Whatever that is. Yeah, thir 13 paragraphs long. <laughs> yeah, it's like, holy shit, I feel great. Well, it's like instant energy. By the way, NAD is mitochondrial energy repair for your DNA. Possible side effects, dizziness, post-injection. Well, if you think about like- Which by the way, I didn't feel any dizziness. I felt great. It felt right. like I took some energy drink. I can feel your energy. Oh God. It was like, <laughs> and I'm like, give me some more of that shit. Whatever that is. That's well, good. We, 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 eat these, we eat these crazy foods that just completely inflame our body, keep our, our blood sugar elevated. And as we age, it, part of aging usually is your hormones naturally kind of declining. When you, when you make it that much worse by giving your body everything it doesn't want, then the whole uh, state of your being, including the way you think, is affected. So by, by getting into all this, doing what you're doing, getting rid of the inflammation, bringing yourself back to an optimal place of health, getting all your, your hormone levels, your vitamins, your minerals, all those nutrients in a place where you feel alive again and in some in some sense you can you know potentially reverse aging a little bit but there's so many different health and longevity protocols you know like there are these which you know are are a little more on the expensive side but then let's just say all right well cold therapy hot therapy oxygen like cold dip cold shower yeah. sauna um go out in the sunlight morning evening get some red light do breath work like all these things are part of health and longevity. This is part of biohacking that are free that you can do pretty much anytime you need to. That'll help. I just partnered with a local company called Desert Plunge. Mm. And uh, uh, they create, they make um, cold plunges. And they're really smart how they do it because they're affordable cold plunges. 
Yeah. And um, so I'm getting my first one delivered here next week. And because uh, I told him, I said, I'm on this train. Like I'm going all in. Like I'm going to obsess over this. I want to slow my age of aging down. Uh, Dr. D, who, who said he, he, I don't know how they tell. I took this age, biometric age test I get in like three yeah. weeks back. But he claims that he's been able to slow his age of aging down by up to 25%. I don't know how that is measured, but shit, if I can add an extra 10, 15, 20 years onto my health, oh, yeah. let's fucking do it. Massive. Yeah, I'd, I'd give a lot of money for that. Yeah. 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 We, uh, <clears throat> you know, normally when you're looking at someone's, someone's physical health, their internal health, usually you dig, you, uh, you see that through blood work. Um, I, Andy did it. Jackie did it. Renee did it. Brad Lee did it. But, uh, um, there's a guy named David Boyd who, uh, runs this company called blind spot. And I, I call it the next level of, uh, let's see what, let's, let's see what's beyond the blood. The best way I explain it is if I were to take your your organs and throw them up on a TV screen in 3D, mm. and let's look at the effects of how you how you've lived your life up until now. So it's like a 3D biometric scan. Or well, something. You, you get in the CT scan, you do the MRIs. It's yeah. like really comprehensive here, and then you get the results back, and you're literally looking at your heart. So let's just say right now your blood work came back because the last year you changed everything. Your blood work comes back and it's like, wow, this is the best blood work I've ever seen. But the the 10 years, 15 years prior, you just treated your body like shit. So what you, what, so your blood work says you're good, but your heart says- A so blind spot through the scans can, yep. can identify what you're not understanding yet that could become a major issue. Yeah. Like, let's- Now, does it just give you a bunch of anxiety? Because they're like, yeah, your heart's fucked. No, you or can they actually help you yeah. fix it. Yeah, you get a protocol with it. Like, all right, well, yeah. now we've identified it. Let's let's try and let's try and correct it or make sure it doesn't get worse. But yeah. uh heart, prostate, lungs, liver, brain, all of it. Yeah. Uh it, it, it's it's fascinating stuff. So there's so many different levels to this. I'll tell you this, my anxiety has gone way down since I've been cold plunging. Inflammation, anxiety, my 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 um Muscle fatigue, everything seems to be rebounding much faster, and it only takes like a minute or two in a cold plunge. Cold plunging is life, man. Like I, I wish I would have done this so long ago. Like even even uh, like if you can start your day off with a cold plunge, or even just cold plunge before you train. Before before you train. See, I've been doing it after. I need to do it before. Do it before, yeah. Like the, there's the old school thought of you know after you work out you want to get in the cold plunge because it has something to do with inflammation and stuff, but really. When you train after you work out, that inflammation that's happening in your body is actually somewhat of a good thing. You don't want to you don't want to prevent that because that's the body doing what it needs to do to heal itself. But if you go in before or start the day off, um, you can actually, funny enough, you can actually boost your test score by over two hundred points by by cold plunging and then working out, doing some hard hard leg training. Interesting. Yeah, that kind of makes sense though. Wow. Well, I got into a, a, an, a debate, an online debate with some fucking keyboard jockey the other day. I was on, I was on uh, Dean Graciosi's podcast and uh, I, 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 I said something along the lines of, yeah, it's a, it's a shame that there are more millionaires than there are people with six packs, you know, one in 10 Americans or 10,000, you know, what was it? What was the quote? One in- Some crazy. One, yeah, it was like one in- 10,000 Americans are millionaires and one in 25,000 have a six pack or whatever the, whatever the stat was. 
It was a real stat. So I said it and uh, everybody probably, a six pack doesn't determine health. That has nothing to do with health. There's a lot of healthy people that don't have a... I'm saying, I'm like, you dumb motherfucker. You're, you're missing the point. essence of what I'm saying. I'm yep. saying that in order to achieve a six-pack, you have to like have a certain level of leanness. You have to put a lot of energy and work into it. And even if you're naturally just a skinny person with a six-pack, I meant being healthy. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, putting it in the work. It shows a level of discipline. It shows, it shows a level of commitment that most people don't have. If you see someone that, with a six-pack, you know 100% they take care of their bodies, at, le at least to some degree. Yeah. There are some genetic freaks who... They're rare, know, though. They're rare. So and it's rare. rare now more than ever with yeah. the foods that we eat because we're a fast food economy. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I just always think it's funny. It's like, why are you debating me? Motherfucker, let me see you naked. Yeah. Like, let me see you naked right now. And if I'm not willing to trade places with you because you're just a, you have muscles on muscles and you're just like a, a, a physique that I'm just envious of, shut the fuck up. Like, why are you saying your opinion? I've never once in the history of ever as a per, if I don't know, I'm not going to sit there and say it and two i don't comment on successful yeah. people's fucking posts debating them if i'm not like the authority in the space well going back to health like i'm not going to debate you on health yeah you know well, what i'm saying well to the point of health it just goes to show how toxic people's minds are but also uh how miserable they are in life that that they they take that much time to focus and write back and forth and comment on, on someone's stuff. I'm, I'm with you. Like if I don't like something, or I don't agree with it. I just, yeah, I move on past it. <clears throat> the t it's so, it's, I know. it's so toxic. I see people on Andy's stuff all the time where it's like, literally they'll just be, it's like the, they, they live, they live in this state of negativity where they can't, it's like, they just can't stop themselves from being negative. Yeah. I mean, it drives his engagement. So oh, yeah, maybe I need some more of that. Just, just loop the clip of me going, uh, just show me, show me yourself naked. <laughs> yeah. I already dude. know I'm going to get hazed for that one. I've said like four things that are just fucked up today <laughs> because I, I was talking earlier about, um, the shots that I had to give myself, but I said it in a way of like, you know, my ass hurts from what I've been sticking in my ass <laughs> and everybody in the room just looked at me and I'm like, no, no, no. The needles. Remember we're biohacking. This is, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about biohacking over here. Oh man. So what are you guys doing now? So like entrepreneurs come into to your guys's world, they get the training, they get the entrepreneurship shit. I mean, you guys are really a like a mind fucking company. You guys come in and really like reprogram people to actually have belief and mm -hmm. you know, have the right operating system and go out there and dominate plus all the technical skills like sales and persuasion and influence. How are you getting involved? So like they literally hand them off to you and say, "Hey, fix this fat bastard. He needs he needs yeah. help." Yeah, I mean, it, it, if you think about it, 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 what Andy does with 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 the sales training, what what the Elliott Group does, is they they teach people the right way to do things in in a way that they're able to believe in themselves enough to do it. When it comes to what I do, I get brought in like, all right, well, let's look at the other part of it. Uh, this is where the love hate things come into play because I'm I've got to look at you now. And I've got to uh, tell you what you don't want to hear, mm. and it, it, that's where people some sometimes it'll change their life when you can tell them what they need to hear, even though they don't want to hear it. 
because no one really wants to tell people what they don't want to hear. They're too nice. They don't talk direct to them and actually yeah, tell them Yeah, if the you're truth. fat, you're fucking fat. Like, there's no way around it. It's just what it is. You did it to yourself. Mm -hmm. You can get yourself out of it. And, uh, you know, especially like, you know, high performers, executive CEOs, they've, sometimes you get so tunnel vision in work that you lose sight of your own health. And then by the time you're ready to take it, to think about it and take it on again, you're so far gone that you don't even know where to start. And then you try and, you know, read some stuff to get you back in the right mind state. And it's like, all right, well, this says do this, but I, this says don't do what this just said. So you, you remain in this place where you're so confused that you don't know what to do. And really, in my opinion, it's all so, so basic because fundamentally it's all like your health and success is, is revolved around food. And if you can change your way of thinking to look at food differently rather than you know, enjoyment, comfort, reward, if you can think of it in terms of survival, lifestyle, health, energy. Um, I mean, what you can do within 30, 60, 90 days is, is pretty mind-blowing. But a lot of these people don't believe in themselves enough to, to even take the first step forward. So you have to try and frame it in a way where you can get them to believe in themselves and you can help them see the vision and help that you know help them create a path forward and that's what we do with our with our program is all right here's a community come into our community you have peers now like you can talk to anyone in the groups you can bounce things i you know off of each other that you might be doing or or things that you're suffering with we've got tuesday live calls where we get on zoom and just kind of talk about everything there's tremendous value in creating the community for our, for our clients where it's not just go get healthy. It's like, go get healthy. But by the way, here's how to do it. Let us show you. And we're going to lead by example because we're not like everything we're telling you to do. We do, we live it. Um, and it, it's, it's really, it's easy as texting a number 602-900-8703. If you text that number, one of my team or someone on my team or myself will be right back in contact with you, I would say within minutes to get you set up on a program because this is literally... Um, what does something like that cost? Uh, so $597 for 90 days or we have $5,000 for 90 days, which $5,000 is more customized. $597 will change your body and change your way of thinking and change everything about the way you're doing things now, right? So what, what a lot of people do is they just need a starting point. The 597 program is good to start because the program is all laid out for you. By the end of the 90 days, what a lot of people end up doing is they've, they've understood some things about themselves. They've learned some things. They have new goals. That's when we, customization would come into play better because now you, you're more in tune with your body. You know what's happening. You know where your mind is right now in a way that you didn't before. Um. I've got my inner circle that I work with clients. But anyway, it's like, it's as simple as texting a number and then making a commitment. People want so much information. It's like, at some point, you've got enough information. You need the damn transformation. You need to take the leap. You need to take the yeah. step and just do it. Yeah. So many people join a gym and then never go. Never go. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, <clears throat> the gym. The gym culture is probably one of the best things I've ever been involved in just because uh, I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but 
when you go into a gym, you can be having a, a shitty day. You go in there, you warm up, you get moving. Next thing you know, you're talking to the guy next to you. You're talking to the lady behind you. You're leaving there. You're on the phone. You feel great. You've got the endorphins. You're glad you got in there because there was, it took everything in your power to get in there because you didn't want to go. But once you got in there, you were good. You, you're you're going to wake up better tomorrow having done it. Yep. Um, so it's just, uh, everyone needs to be doing something. Movement is medicine. Do you do uh, fasted cardio or anything like that? Fasted like cardio? You're lean. You're super lean. Like I walk. Honestly, like I walk a lot. Um, like to walk to walk or you're just walking around a lot? No, I, I walk. I, I walk intentionally. Like yeah. it's walking is my cardio. I build uh, additional cardio into my training because I like to just to push my limits where maybe 30 seconds, 45 seconds a minute rest periods. So if you put a lot of weight on, if you're, if you're moving weights like purposefully, that one minute rest is going to feel like two seconds and it's going to push your cardiovascular in a way that um, it's going to feel like you're out running sprints where you just literally can't catch your breath. I, I like that world. That's what I call deep water. Yeah. You can't breathe. You're it's like, to a point where you're almost nervous. When I finish, when I finish doing legs, literally, I'm already thinking about my my next leg session. Probably even when I'm already on my last leg exercise, I'm already thinking about the next one. And uh, there's like, if you train legs right, there's a level of man, I, I, um, I can't wait to crush it. But then there's like this underlying fear behind it because you know what you're about to do to yourself, and. Uh, that's what I love about the way I train and the way I, I try and teach my clients is you can go into the, these mental places that most people don't even know exist. They're told rep schematics, eight to 12, 12 to 15. I like to push limits with people. Maybe, maybe we'll do 20 reps. Maybe we'll do 50. I've done some sets up to a hundred. You just push the mental limit like you wouldn't do that all the time, but it's like a form of shock training. If you want to give stimulus, if you want to wake up, do something completely out of the ordinary, do something extreme, push yourself to a place that you didn't even know you could push yourself to. I call those like little mental journeys. Cause when you're, if you're trying to push 50 reps or a hundred reps, especially with a lot of weight, it, you're, it, it'll feel like that one set is 30 minutes, which it might only be four, four minutes. But then on top of hitting it so hard that you're getting the cardiovascular oh, yeah. pump, um, you're also walking. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're trying to say? Like yes. you also go, cause I walk, I, I only, I'm, I'm only asking cause this is what I do every day. Mm -hmm. I get up, I take my surge, I drink a, a giant thing of water. I put on, you know, my outfit and I go blasting for about a four mile fasted cardio power walk. Perfect. And I'm hauling ass like there's a sale on aisle three. Best best thing yeah. in my opinion to to burn fat, but also if, if when you're walking, tell me your mind doesn't get creative. Oh, I love it. Oh, I I have full conversations with myself yeah. all I, over the place. Yeah. I'm making voice notes so I don't yeah. forget what because I'm I'm so yep. creative when I'm walking. I've got a list of things when I when I get back. I'm like man, I and you and if you were to just have sat there on the couch or watch TV or did whatever mundane things around the house. 
those that creativity would have never presented itself to you. So this is another beauty of of, of getting out there and moving, movement being medicine for for fat burn, for health, for for mental growth. But there's also the flip side where I think, you know, cardiovascular, uh, you know, if you want to call it hit or whatever it's called, these I feel like things have ten different uh, meanings mm-hmm. these days. But when you can push your your cardiovascular to a more extreme side for maybe short durations, ten or fifteen minutes. I think that's important too for for heart health, cardiovascular health. So each one has their own, yeah, their own purpose. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah, mix it up. All right. Well, anything else that we should compart or deploy some wisdom on these people before we let you go? Because I feel like we've done a good job kind of talking about how we got here and some things, but like, I don't know. We're we're a financial literacy podcast and we're talking health. I've been talking a lot about health, actually. Well, it's but I think it's important. It's the foundation of everything. It doesn't matter what uh, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter what your job is. It, it matters nothing about nothing. Health should be the foundation of of everyone's life because without it, like what are you really? You're you're a heart attack away from like. There's always some potential risk of something that can be prevented just from eating right and exercising. So I, I just I challenge everyone on uh, on here who's listening to this. If you're in a place where you don't know where to start, if you have questions about, should I do it? The answer should always be, yeah, you should. And really uh, believing in yourself enough to know that your health means everything. Because when you become lazy, you disrespect everyone around you, including yourself, but everyone around you who believes in you. And uh, I, I think it's just a massive slap in the face to your family, to your friends, for for people who stick up for you, who go to bat for you, who uh, encourage you to do things bigger than life, who open doors, like all these opportunities. Like if you get in shape and you walk into a room and people can see you're in shape, the conversation is already different. I can tell a lot about a person by how they treat themselves. By yeah. their by their physique, as soon as they walk in, you know this motherfucker's on. Yeah, this person cares. They care about the details. They care about their energy. They 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 really are gunning, and that's why a lot of people that are gym goers do great in business because that that level of dedication and sacrifice and hard work and knowing what the pain you got to go through to get that body like oh. you, that's that's business. Business is fucking tough. It's it's. If I knew starting off as an entrepreneur what I know now, I don't know if I would have done it. I mean, I, I I had to do it because I was uncontrollable. But if you knew how many times you'd run out of money and run out of energy, and people would fuck you over and sideline you and 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 steal from you and and uh, just all the th- fucked up things that happen in business, especially if you are scaling. Every new level has a new devil, and it's just like God. I don't know. If, I don't know if I would have voluntarily went into that pain, but people that go to the gym, they're voluntarily going in and putting themselves in that yeah. pain. So they make great entrepreneurs. Schedule suffering in your day when you when you can do that. That level of mental growth is is tremendous. And you know, a lot of my 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 higher end clients who are in my inner circle, when I when I work with them and I. I clean their bodies out. I, I bring them through a really hard food detox, and then we get into some fasting and health and longevity stuff. You know, 30, 60 days into it, they've uh, 
they've changed the culture of their entire business. They're finding money that they didn't even know was was being lost or or you know purposefully being spent on nonsense. They've gotten rid of bad employees. They've gotten rid. They've gotten or they've gained new employees. They're making moves. They're making so. Question: moves. If if I start working with you, am I still able to jerk off? Because <laughs> I just want to know how how deep in the deep zone, the the pain zone, I got to go. Before, are you going to put me on a semen retention program so I can get clarity? Where did I just hear this from? Semen I, I already retention. know this is coming. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to be like, all right. So there's one downside. You can't, you can't, you can't. Uh, what is the right word? I don't want to say the word "come." I was really holding back saying that. Hey, if you want to ejaculate, that was the word I was looking for. If you want to hold it in, hold it in. If you want to let it go, let it go. Oh, geez. There's all right. Well. Look, that's probably the best way we can end this podcast right there. That's fine. Uh, if you got some value from this, share this with a friend. Hey, and text the number. Yeah, what's the number? 602-900-8703. This, text this number. I guarantee you, I promise you, your life will change. Like, uh, we don't... We don't fuck around over where we are. You know, Andy. You guys are animals. We're We're a bunch of veterans... We care about our people. We've created a community. And I mark my words, next year, we will be the, the top fitness platform. I love that. You guys are going to have an army of just ripped motherfuckers in the smallest shorts that they make in yes. humanly possible. Yes. They're all going to be tighties. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, who are all these people <laughs> in the Elliot Army tidy whities And and it's because you guys, uh, you guys really do transform lives. We have a saying at one of my companies: transforming mind, bodies, and bank accounts. And uh, that's kind of what you guys are doing yeah, right now. Yeah, that. for sure. Well, I wish you lots of success. I um, I wanted to hire you until uh, I I heard this conversation, and now I'm scared <laughs> to death to hire you because I know you're going to put me in a massive amount of pain. But if I can look like you by the time I'm done, I'm in. I'm in. Like we'll Flynn. We'll, uh, we'll get a session in together. We'll, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I've had multiple friends that work out with you tell me that that's that's a big mistake to to, to show up, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. All right, well, thank you for being on. How do people find you? Uh, find me online, Instagram. I'm most active, Aaron V Williamson. Um, my website is AaronWilliamson.net. Um, you can find me on any of the any of the Elliot Army uh, social media as well. There you go. All right, well, thanks, Aaron, for coming on in. That's all we have for you in this episode. Thank you guys for hanging out. We know your time is valuable. You can be anywhere in the world, but you, you chose to hang out and listen to this podcast. So I appreciate it. Until next time, we're out of here. Take care. Comb your hair. Peace. Hey, Cody Sperber, the original Clever Investor, host of the Clever Investor Show podcast. And I'm shooting this ad right now to let you know that this podcast exists. It's finally out and we have some amazing guests. So please, I'm begging you, can you just come and give our podcast a listen? I've been doing real estate for a really long time. I've accessed some of the coolest people in the world. We were having all these amazing conversations and I'm like, what are we doing? Let's record this and actually put it out on a podcast. But the problem is I have to let people know about it. That's where this ad comes in and this is where you come in. You're gonna be able to learn from successful entrepreneurs, get in-depth interviews from amazing leading experts. You're gonna learn real estate investing strategies and tactical training strategies that work in today's market. We're going over market analysis and different market predictions. You're gonna be able to engage in an awesome community. And we go into some pretty deep dives on the mindset of what it takes to win the game of money and in life, plus lots of bonus resources and exclusive content. So what you wanna 
do right now, just click the subscribe button and give the show a listen today. I'm telling you, the guests are ridiculously phenomenal. I'm talking about people like Ken McElroy and Robert Kiyosaki and Pace Morby and Jamil Damji and a host of other amazing men and women entrepreneurs. You're gonna love it, so go ahead and subscribe now. Oh, <laughs>